podcast, Catechism of the Catholic Church. In a year, today is day 67, and we begin with the Immaculate Conception, number 490. To become the mother of the Savior, Mary was enriched by God with gifts appropriate to such a role. The angel Gabriel, at the moment of the Annunciation, salutes her as full of grace. In fact, in order for Mary to be able to give the freest of her faith, to the announcement of her vocation, it was necessary that she be wholly born by God's grace. Through the centuries, the church has become ever more aware that Mary, full of grace, through God, was redeemed from the moment of her conception. That is what the dogma of the Immaculate Conception confesses, as Pope Pius the Ninth proclaimed in 1854. The most blessed Virgin Mary was from the moment of her conception by a singular grace privilege of Almighty God, and by virtue of the merits of Jesus Christ, Savior of the human race, preserved immune from all stain of original sin. The splendor of an entirely unique holiness by which Mary is enriched from the first instant of her conception comes wholly from Christ. She is redeemed in a more exalted fashion by reason of the merits of her Son. The Father blessed Mary more than any other created person in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, and chose her in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. The fathers of the Eastern tradition call the mother of God the all-holy, Panagia, and celebrate her as free from any stain of sin, as though fashioned by the Holy Spirit and formed as a new creature. By the grace of God, Mary remained free of every personal sin her whole life long. At the announcement that she would give birth to the Son of the Most High, without knowing man, by the power of the Holy Spirit, Mary responded with the obedience of faith, certain that with God nothing will be impossible. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. Thus, giving her consent to God's word, Mary becomes the mother of Jesus, espousing the divine will for salvation wholeheartedly, without a single sin to restrain her, she gave herself entirely to the person and to the work of her son. She did so in order to serve the mystery of redemption with him and dependent on him by God's grace. As St. Irenaeus says, Being obedient, she became the cause of salvation for herself and for the whole human race. Hence, not a few of the early fathers gladly assert. The knot of, the knot of Eve's disobedience was united by Mary's obedience. What the Virgin Eve bound through her disbelief, Mary loosened by her faith. Comparing her with Eve, they call Mary the mother of the living and frequently claim death through Eve, life through Mary. Father. Thanks, Bill. So, uh, so yeah, so the, and one of the, well, one of the first, or one of the four dogmas of, of, what we call Mariology, so the study of Mary. So the four, there are four Marian dogmas, and the first we'll cover um, is the Immaculate Conception, which chronologically uh, in Mary's life was the first, but not uh, the first as as defined. So what is this? What is this Immaculate Conception? In addition to being the least understood of of or one of the most <laughs> uh, wrongly identified um, dogmas in in the Catholic Church. Uh, because most people say immaculate conception is the um, is the conception of Jesus without sin or without man, and it's like okay, you know, it makes sense until you realize when we celebrate it. So December eighth, and 
uh, Jesus would be born 17 days later. Um, now, Jesus' pregnancy was miraculous, but it wasn't that miraculous, right? So so that's the way to remember it, is that the Immaculate Conception has nothing to do with the birth of Christ, except for that it has everything to do with the conception of Mary, right? And, and there's a reason why in the United States it is a holy day of obligation. It's because Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception is our patroness, patroness of the United States, and you always celebrate it, um, always celebrate your patron. And so, um, you know, normally a Mary, and normally Marian feast day, if it's a Saturday or a Monday, uh, just doesn't happen. Uh, in the United States, it does because that's how important she is to us, right? This this um, remembrance of of Mary as as immaculately conceived. So, who basically, she receives a grace from God because of what she will do. So it's a, um, and that sounds kind of like we're like, hold on a second. Well, one, you know, like how does how does that work? How do we? How could you possibly receive a grace for something you're going to do? Well, one, we're obviously going to remember that God is outside of time. He's not bound by time. So he knows the decisions that are going to be made, and he knows how to, uh, uh, you know, uh, how to make sure that they are done in proper order. So he knows the response of Mary before she even did, um, not because he's manipulating her or forcing her. No, in, in fact, we're very clear the opposite. This is freely assented. Um, freely given, and we co- and she cooperates so wonderfully with the grace of God. And so because of that cooperation, she receives grace. And we get that, too. We should see that. You know, how often uh, do we, have we seen an accident, and we've said, oh, man, if I had only, if I had left a minute earlier, I would have been in that accident. Or we've, you know, you hear these graces of people who, um, you know, maybe, uh, felt called to go to the doctor and they found something and they got it quickly and so everything was you know much easier than if they had waited and all these th- these things happen often right that that God gives us graces so that we don't have to deal with a something later on so that's the same here is that God keeps Mary free from the stain of sin and therefore most effects of sin um, because uh, she because of her obedience right so as as the Saint Irenaeus relays to us, uh, and as most of the fathers would say, um, she undoes Eve, basically. So the, she, her obedience undoes Eve's disobedience. What Eve knotted up, she unties. Um, that's, again, why one of um, Pope Francis' favorite images is Our Lady Untier of Knots or Undoer of Knots, that she is this um, one who in, in, in peace kind of offers us out, right? And, and that's, that's part of this gift of being free from the stain of sin is that frustration doesn't come <laughs> that like frustrations that we feel i don't know if you've ever tried to undo a really bad knot but it, it i've never seen anybody get really angry and then undo the knot i've seen people get angry and then rip something apart but if you want to gently undo the knot you have to kind of remain calm right that's mary in this whole thing is she brings a, a, a sense of peace because she knows the father right she, she knows what his will is and knows that it is good and so she's able to for our sake convey that same sense of peace, that same, um, because she was able to receive this initial grace of being immaculate conceived and free from the stain of every sin from the first moment of her conception all the way through her death, um, that she is able to um, convey out to us that same kind of gift, that same same graces of, of perfection um, that otherwise aren't held out for us. Um, but we're, we should rejoice in the fact that it is held out for us. It is uh, meant for us, and it is something that we have access to at any time.